Hello everyone, Courtney here. Today, we are going to talk about the short game. And no, I'm not talking about golf, though I do think myself and many others really need to improve that aspect of our golf game. But anyways, we are actually instead diving into the problem that happens when we pitch too narrowly. Now, there are so many avenues we could go into, such as making sure you pitch to many different categories with your product, think of many different uses for it, and how your product's audience changes the product. But in this episode, we will only focus on one aspect of it, and that is looking into the future about how you would want your lifestyle to look as a serial inventor. If you don't do this, you will start to make decisions without this in mind, and that shifts the way we pitch to companies. Now, it's okay to not want to be a serial inventor, but then you really shouldn't be listening to this podcast. But if you are, well, let's make that shift now so we don't make mistakes later. Welcome to episode number 32. Let's get into it. Inventing, passion, and hard work intersect. intersect. Welcome to the Serial Inventing Podcast, bite-sized, perspective-altering episodes on Serial Inventing and beyond. From motivating key tips on product licensing to obstacle-busting conversations on transitioning to a full-time serial product developer, buckle your seatbelt. Because you're in for a ride. Warning, this podcast may motivate you to make wild decisions that will propel you forward in your inventing career and hijack more of your time for your passion. If you aren't ready to make it happen, then this podcast isn't for you. As you all know, I love definitions. So today, we will start with a few right off the bat for the word short-sighted. First, let's use the second definition of the Oxford English Dictionary. Short-sighted, lacking imagination or foresight. And the Collins Dictionary states that if you are short-sighted, you cannot see things properly when they are far away because there is something wrong with your eyes. I absolutely love this definition because we can take that ending part of the definition a bit more metaphorically, and by doing so, it becomes comical. There is something wrong with your eyes. Yes, when you are playing the long game, eventually wanting to be a serial inventor, being nearsighted about your goals and how you make decisions can really set you up for failure and also a false understanding of the industry you are nearsighted. You can see your immediate goal about getting a licensing deal with your current product crystal clear, but anything after that becomes a bit wishy-washy because the same tactic you used to get the first licensing deal should be different than how you get the next ones. Now, let's pause here. How does that make sense, Courtney? What I did before was successful but now you are saying to not repeat what made me successful the first time? And the answer is yes, that is correct. If you want to be a serial inventor, you should consider changing tactics because we want to game the system and get deals quicker. 
If it takes two years to get our first deal, do you want every deal to take years? Not if you want to be a full-time serial inventor. We should learn from our mistakes and become better product developers. How you run your very first race is probably not how you want to win the Olympics. As you get better, you must use better tactics. Surround yourself with better people. Take in new information. Just like philosopher Rolf Waldo Emerson said, The mind, once stretched by a new idea, never returns to its original dimensions. And the second definition by the Collins Dictionary is, If someone is short-sighted about something, or if their ideas are short-sighted, they do not make proper or careful judgments about the future. Now, this definition has just incredible value to us as inventors, and we can utilize that definition, or shall I say advice, in many different ways to help us. And stay with me here in this rabbit hole. This definitely led me to the term unthinking, which is to say that if you say that someone is unthinking, you are critical of them because you consider that they do not think carefully about the effects of their behavior. And now this. This right here is where coaching gets hard. How do you know if you want to be a serial inventor if you have never invented before? How do you know if you want to compete in the uneven bars in gymnastics at the Olympics if you have never even tried the uneven bars to begin with? How do you know you want to have a future in something you have never tried? You don't know what you don't know. And this becomes a strange double-edged sword and a bit of a contradiction. This is all to say, how do we make sure we aren't short-sighted in the industry? One problem is that we don't look into what that future might look like or ask questions about it. New inventors automatically unthink, don't think about the effects of your behavior, when pitching. Many inventors start with one idea. Often, they've had that idea for a long time and want to bring that idea to market. Now, I, of course, as a serial inventor myself, love when inventors start with many ideas to choose from. But this isn't the case for everyone. So let's say you have one idea and you start finally pitching with that one idea, reaching out to companies. Congrats! That is a huge accomplishment. And let's say you pitch for a while and now have 10 no's, 10 rejections from companies on your product. Now, the hardest part about pitching in the grand scheme of things is building a relationship. There's a really good chance that the person reviewing your product does many things at the company, and reviewing ideas is only 5-10% to 10 of it. Continuing to talk to them after they said no on your product, asking them questions, learning about how they do business as a company, getting to know them is not always favored. In fact, sometimes they think you are a nuisance, and quite understandably so, because they are so busy, they don't have time to talk extensively with every inventor. 
Now, best case scenario, you can get on a 30-minute video call with them and ask all of your questions that way because that is a much faster way to get your questions answered and develop a relationship. But that isn't always welcomed either. And why even get on a call with a company or ask them lots of questions getting to know them? They said no on your product, so what's the point? Because we are not short-sighted thinkers. We are planning for our potential future. If they were kind and pleasant to work with, would you want to pitch to them in the future? Would you want to create ideas just for them? Get a wish list? Help them find holes in their product line all the while getting licensing deals? Sounds great, doesn't it? Well, none of this is possible if all we do is finally get a relationship and then move on after the no. In fact, I love to say that the real relationship starts right after the no. We could call it life after the no. (laughs) The no is just a vetting process, an icebreaker, if you will. Will they respond within a week or two? Are they kind? Are you a crazy inventor? Do you want to work with them? Are you kind? All of these questions get answered starting when you first send them a message. And real talk often starts after you get the no. Now, finally, you aren't treating them like a number either. It's a numbers game for sure, but do we have to treat them like numbers? It affects us negatively anyways. Building a further relationship shows that you care beyond your own product. You are wanting to create a career or a long-term passion. You care about them and in time, It will show if you aren't short-sighted. Remember, at the end of the day, you are building relationships with people, not companies. Now, you do always want to read the room, or shall I say, read between the words in the email. If they become cold, short, or seem to not want a relationship with you, do not push it. Some people would prefer a more transactional approach to their business communications. Please abide by and accept that from them. But also consider as well, maybe they really aren't that open to ideas either. There is a lot of psychology behind how people respond and communicate. And after all, you are kind of selling your services to them for a commission royalty. So be patient. Have fun and build relationships. If you think you might have a future as a serial inventor, let's think long-term and not make decisions that are short-sighted. You never know what might just happen. Oh, and while we're at it, if you do play golf, maybe work on your short game too, and I'll see you on the course. Thanks for tuning in and taking a few bites with me today. And remember, Serial inventors don't make excuses. They make it happen. See you soon.